Ed Robertson with a reminder that we will play part two of our conversation with Ruta Lee later on in this hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. Hi, this is Harpo Marx, and you're listening to TV Confidential. You never knew I sounded like this, did you? When fishing last Sunday and I caught a smelt, put him in the pan and the fire he felt. Of all the smells I ever smelt, I never smelt a smelt like that smell, smelt. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that will spend the next few minutes talking about Groucho, Harpo, Chico, and Zeppo, the comic geniuses that I, for one, and I'm sure many of you listening tonight as well, first discovered on television when my local ABC affiliate ran Marx Brothers movies every Sunday morning when I was a kid. Television, of course, was the last frontier that the Marx Brothers conquered individually and occasionally collectively. We all know about the success Groucho Marx had as the host of You Bet Your Life, as well as Harpo's famous appearance with Lucille Ball on I Love Lucy. But there are a ton of other television appearances that the Marx Brothers made throughout the 1950s and 1960s that until now have not been seen in years. Joining us now is Bill Marx. Bill Marx is the son of Harpo Marx, not to mention an accomplished composer, arranger, pianist, and musician in his own right. Bill is also the executive producer of the Marx Brothers TV Collection, an excellent three DVD box set that we'll talk about in just a second. But first, we began our conversation by telling Bill how much I enjoyed it. And I'm, and I'm still enjoying it. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I've... Uh, Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> But I've seen I've seen all the material, you know, at one time or another. You know what's really interesting about the the movies for me is they show they screened Night at the Opera about three years ago down here at the museum. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's the first first time in my life I had ever seen Night at the Opera with an audience. Yeah, is that weird? Well, I would imagine, yeah, because it's not only is it is it a new experience, but because I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you hadn't seen it in a while, so it's 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 like seeing a a new movie in two ways, if that makes sense. Well, it's, it's certainly the energy uh, of the audience affects everything. Absolutely, absolutely, and you that, know. that's what made it made it extra special for me because I had seen it a number of times. In fact, I'd even seen it on 16 millimeter at Dad's house when uh, when I was growing up, and but I never saw it with four or five hundred people. Yeah, and it's a different experience. And it's another, as you say, it's a totally n- new, different movie. You and, know, and I and I would imagine it sort of confirms why. Um, why they always seem to be at their best in front of a live audience because the audience lets you know right away whether something works or not. Precisely. And, and, and I don't know if you're aware of all the things in the, in the box set that, that you're looking at, but I was with Dad at every one of his performances, his television performances, because I was growing up, mm-hmm. I was already his prop man, and I looked after him and did all that kind of stuff. And so to just keep that in the back of your mind when you're watching the, uh, well, you won't see the Lucy thing on that because that's already in a, a YouTube, but all the other stuff. I'm there in the back, backstage helping him load the knives or do whatever I can do to put the scissor in the upper right-hand 
corner of his his magical coat, you know, that kind of thing. Well, you know, it was such a it, it now is such a profound moment in my life to to reflect upon those things because at the time I was doing it, I wasn't making note boy in 60 years boy is this going to really <laughs> knock me out <laughs> no no you just want to make sure you got the timing right and uh you I know. don't want to be fired absolutely <laughs> Ab- absolutely absolutely well uh, survival <laughs> <laughs> and and I know there were a couple times you actually appeared on screen if I have it correctly I know the um the last thing he did uh the show with Fess Parker I think I yeah saw- I was on that very briefly and an epiphany has occurred with me in, in indirectly I do remember being on the set because I was on all the sets and I remember taking some um uh, publicity photos with him, one of which is in my book, Son of Harpo Speaks. But I, I was supposed to have a part in that. Dad got me a small part or whatever, but uh, it turned out that I thought that they just cut it out. They decided not to use it. To this day, and I saw it the other day, it's the first time I ever saw the fact that, yes, I was in that show. I don't remember yeah. doing those, that scene at all. I, I, I mean, it was like all these years, I, yeah, but I was cut out of that show. But I wasn't, and uh, and so it was kind of an amazing thing to see me uh, all of a sudden there uh, in that show. Uh, yeah, and that it was kind of an epiphany for me, and saying, "Oh my goodness, I've been wrong all these years." Yeah, well, it's 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 not only you know discovering some of these filmed appearances that haven't been made made available to the public in years, but also in this case, discovering a filmed appearance of your own. So that that's an extra that that's an extra special attraction. In some ways, it's very difficult for me, for me to look at all of this. Because as the older you get, the more emotional you can be sure. about your about what is in your rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I I, I can understand that. But um, well, let let me ask you this: one question I would like to ask, um, and it, it kind of touches on on something you just said. As you approach a project like this at, the, at this point in time, what, what's a difficult? I mean, I'm, I'm sure some of the choices and, and some of the films and episodes that are part of this availability had to do with whether you can make, you know, a licensing or rights and stuff like that. But all that aside, you know, the stuff that you knew you could use, but you only have a certain amount of, you know, uh, time to include this. In, was it tough to make choices, or or, or were you given a lot of li- uh, latitude on that? Well, uh, basically, I turned most of this over to Robert Bader, mm-hmm. who is one of the top researchers in the world of film. And this was his lifelong project. He wanted to make a, a special Marx Brothers tribute. And I've known Robert for about 30 years mm-hmm. now. He's done a lot of he did the He did the box set of You Bet Your Life mm-hmm. for Shout!, and he also did uh, the honeymooners. He's he's working on Danny Kay now. He's he's done an enormous amount of of uh, uh, video. He's a video engineer. He's, he's but he is a Marx Brothers advocate of the first order. And I allowed him to. Uh, I said, Rob, run with this. We got the material for you, and he saw to it 
through the Shout Factory that whatever copyrights were needed or whatever licensing permissions, they got them. Mm-hmm. They got them, and, uh, and, and which is really good because, let's face it, this can only benefit uh, everybody because just about all of the stuff is well, all the stuff is at least sixty years old, mm-hmm. and you you either don't remember seeing it when you saw it, mm-hmm. or you or you're dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And and so and so it, it behooves everybody to get this stuff out. Yeah. And it, it, we've had a, a, a long period of time where the brothers' uh, estates uh, had some problems in in dealing with one another and so forth. And and the brothers could have been out there a lot sooner and all of it. But you know something? There's a yin and a yang to everything. And. I'm thinking now at their 100th anniversary of their O names, mm-hmm. uh, I'm thinking that what could be more propitious than to have this set coming out that kind of buttons their historical ride through all the in- industries, uh, mediums that they, they somehow managed to uh, perform in. And in some ways, it's good that they haven't been overexposed. Just the movies, but not this stuff, you know? And so this is a nice kind of a, uh, a, a button to their, their entire career from vaudeville all the way up through TV. And they managed to somehow seamlessly go through all of the, the mediums to get to TV, you know? So in a way, it's kind of nice. This is fresh material that nobody remembers or has ever seen. And the best part about all of this for me is that it will make people happy. Mm -hmm. Because whatever we are going through now, and uh, and it's never the fault of the people in in the country, Whatever we're going through, and I am an apolitical kind of guy, mm-hmm. uh, I, and and I'm certainly rather against crime, <laughs> and I'm not fond of, of of a lot of what's happening or the world over. The the people of the world need to laugh, mm-hmm. and they need to feel good about something. And uh, let's face it, uh, the brothers were international. And when uh, we went through the Depression in the 20s, the brothers were there, along with Benny and Burns Mm -hmm. and, you know, Verl and all those people. And uh, we need laughter in our lives. And I just hope that this brings some joy to to everybody that's available and some new people that don't even know who the Marx Brothers are and who don't even know who the Beatles are. (laughs) We're talking to Bill Marks. Bill is the executive producer of the Marks Brothers TV collection, a new DVD collection featuring more than 50 television appearances of Groucho, Harpo, and Chico that are rarely seen today, including Groucho's appearance on the Jack Benny program and the Dick Cavett show, Harpo's starring role in A Silent Panic, an episode of The DuPont Show that many consider to be the finest performance Harpo gave in his career, and Chico's short-lived series, The College Bowl, a weekly musical review featuring a young Andy Williams. The box set features a treasure trove of extra features, including rare color home movies featuring music and narration 
by Bill Marx, outtakes of You Bet Your Life, and the rarely seen British version of You Bet Your Life. The Marx Brothers TV collection is available now on DVD through our friends at Shout Factory. And let me tell you, Bill, um, one of my favorite parts of this box set is the extra features because it shows the brothers at home and it shows the brothers at play. And even some of the things when, you know, they might be performing because the camera is on, you, you, you see a side of them that you don't see when they were in character. Yeah, well, they were, uh, no question, uh, they were 50% uh, of them, their true selves uh, out of character while they were not at work, and they were 50% of, of themselves and their characters when they weren't working. I hope I made that clear. Yeah. 50% of them uh, stayed funny. Yeah. And the other 50% of them uh, went on with, uh, with life just the way we all do that are not celebrity or not, uh, you know, not at work, so to speak. It doesn't matter uh, what. Uh, th- there's a, a website that I have. It's a tribute website, website to Dad. Uh, it's called HarposPlace.com, mm-hmm. and the reason why I did it was because I felt that celebrity is in the eyes of other people, mm-hmm. and usually, for example, if I said to you, who is Humphrey Bogart, uh, somebody would say, well, he's an actor, and he was married to Lauren Bacall, and he was in this movie and in that. But the fact is is that Humphrey Bogart was a complete human being. Mm-hmm. We only we only know the one or two dimensions of that guy, and and we, what we don't know uh, is the other parts and the other facets of the way he lived his life. And I have uh, on HarposPlace.com, I show that he's a complete man. Everything from a comedian to a uh, to a musician, which we already know, to mm-hmm. a painter, to a family man. I mean, all kinds of things about this guy. He just was an ordinary genius. <laughs> he was genius when he went on stage, yes. and he was just an ordinary man that was lucky enough, as he once told me, I could never have done it, Bill, without my brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it's look, it's uh, when you do something in tandem... Uh, whether you're playing sports or performing as an ensemble, as the brothers did, yes, you, you all, everybody has their moment to shine, but nobody shines unless everyone does their job at the given point of the production. And it sounds like they were all very, pre- they, they all understood that. Precisely, Edley. <laughs> it is always fun to watch your dad play the harp. I mean, and, 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 and as you as as you just as you actually, I'm going to quote you. This is something you say at HarposPlace.com. Whenever he played the harp, he transformed from Harpo, the on-screen character, to Arthur, the man you knew as your father. But for me, it just whenever I see him, uh, whether it's in one of the films or some of his television appearances or even the home movies, it shows that he really was a gifted musician, and that's often overlooked. He was gifted. He had the. He had uh, several things that that made him gifted. One is is he had a good ear for music, mm-hmm. though he never 
learned how to read a note of music ever. And number two, he had a passion for music. And number three, he had a curiosity about music. You know, just scratch the surface of the performances that he gave on television, which incidentally, all of those those things, whatever is on here, those are all my arrangements. Mm -hmm. I was his arranger-conductor by the time I was 16 years old, and I did all of his television stuff. Uh, including Take Me Out to the Ball Game and the I Love Lucy. But what is more important is I saw this man practice three hours a day. Whether he was working or not, he just loved the instrument. He loved music. He he learned how to play the introduction in Allegro by Ravel. He, he learned how to play uh, various classical pieces. He was taught, but he learned by ear. Uh, and he always wanted to hear something avant-garde, and he was always with me. Uh, I, I watched this guy, and the only thing that was lacking from his from his musical uh, world was the world of academia. He, he never st- studied like most of us do. Mm-hmm. You know how how to do something. He learned it by the uh, hunt and peck, search and destroy method, uh, and and he just kept up with it uh, through vaudeville and and eventually through movies and television and all. And his ear just took him to these places, and I would I would show show him new chord changes and new new ways of going about doing things um, and I, I can't play the harp but I know how, how to write for it mm-hmm. and uh, he, he, he was a bottomless pit of, of, of curiosity he wanted to uh, any way of creativity that yeah. he could find to immerse himself in and probably the most creative things uh, of all the probably the most most important creative contribution he made to himself was the wonderful world of golf. He experimented with golf because that's the ultimate Zen experience. You take credit and blame for everything you do. And he experimented with different swings, different putting positions, stances. He read books by Sam Snead Mm -hmm. and Ben Hogan. And incidentally, there is an entire uh, uh, show was celebrity golf on this uh, television. Yeah, the DVD collection, yeah. Yeah, and he played Sneed in this thing, and uh, it's a lot of fun. He he lost, needless to say, (laughs) uh, seven and six, but he sure as hell had a good time. Yeah. And he he, he was just curious about everything and passionate to go along with it. So you have to have the gift. That's one thing, but you have to honor the gift, and I think he really did. We're talking to Bill Marks. Bill is the executive producer of the Marks Brothers TV collection, which is available through Shout Factory. For more information on Bill Marks and the legacy of Harpo Marks, harposplace.com, harposplace.com. Bill, this has been an absolute pleasure. Please come back and visit us again. I will, and if I may interject one more thing sure. for your listeners, just, just so you know that uh, we've been talking a lot about Pat and stuff like that. Uh, you certainly got it. You uh, are just a delight to talk to. 
Well, thank you, and I'm, I'm serious. I want you back on the program. My pleasure. Soon again. We'll play part two of our conversation with Ruta Lee next on TV Confidential. Oh, how is that? was interesting to hear all that. To hear what? Oh, God. About his four kids? <laughs> no, about, you know, what he's doing. Oh, well, you have a scientific bent, huh? <laughs> no. Well, I would think so. Uh, <laughs> did you ever meet a fellow named, uh, what was his name, Joe Sexauer? Uh, from Alaska? Oh, you're pulling my leg. Huh? You're pulling my leg. No, I'd be glad to. But, uh, Why did you ask me to? Well, I, I didn't, you know, I don't know. I never heard of that man. Well, I never heard of a girl offering to let a man pull a leg and then... No, that's an expression, you say. It you is? Say uh-huh. You say that to everybody? No, well, if you, if you, you know, if you're teasing me or something, you say you're pulling your leg, my leg. Oh, well, which one, I mean? <laughs> that's like that old joke, you know, the girl says, she says, oh, dear, I'm afraid I'm going to wind up an old man. And I say, I'll bring her in and we'll wind her up together. <laughs> Real old joke. That's something like uh, pulling my leg. I know you didn't want me to pull your leg, and I wouldn't have done it anyhow with a man standing here with four kids. You know, you have to show a little uh, kind of respectability to a married man. Now tell me, Joy, do you, no, that's not, I like that, that's good. Okay. Do you like to cook? Well, let me put it this way. Do you like to fool around the kitchen? Because, <laughs> because if you like to fool around the kitchen, you don't have to be able to cook. <laughs> For a girl that's been in show business, you don't seem to understand anything. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a a thing or two about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for... Several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have. Many have happened to me. Many have happened to friends of mine. It's not, if you're looking for Valley of the Dolls, it's not. It's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes, Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today. 800-712-8002. That's 800-712-8002. Paid for by U.S. Med. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Hi, this is Titus Welliver. You're listening to TV Confidential. Attention sports fans. Now you can watch every football game you want all season long without leaving your home. With Dish for about 50 bucks a month. 
Compared to your cable bill, you can save almost $600 a year. Call right now and sign up for Dish and watch every football game you want. With Dish, there are no boxes to pay, plus get free installation as soon as tomorrow. If you call now. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch your favorite sports and channels on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Be one of the first 100 orders right now and get a free voice remote. Don't miss a single football game all year long and save a ton of money. Get a free voice remote and free installation as soon as tomorrow. But you gotta call All American Dish right now. 800 296 1251. 800 296 1251. 800 296 1251. That's 800-296-1251. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.